Welcome back to This Podcast Isn't Working. I'm Heidi Wright, your host, and this is a podcast where every week I hop on here and talk about whatever's on my mind. And first of all, today, just let's have the moment for the tracksuit. I'm currently wearing track pants and a hoodie, and I mean, this is the life, am I right? I haven't owned tracksuit pants, I think, since I was a kid, and they're unbelievable. I'm so happy right now. So... Just wanted to get that out of the way. Anyhow's more that is on my brain other than how comfortable I am feeling today on this winter's day in Sydney is I've been feeling kind of bummed recently. I look, I watch a lot of YouTube, which is kind of, a, I guess, a random thing to say. I am certainly not a young person and I know teenagers typically now everybody watches YouTube. I think TV is well and truly dead in that respect for that generation but I don't watch the sort of things that I suppose teenagers might be watching and also I've been watching YouTube for at least a decade which is crazy to me a lot of the people I watch on YouTube are families and I've seen them have kids and go through all kinds of life stages buy houses go through tragedies you know one YouTuber I used to watch he got a brain tumor. Actually, two YouTubers that I watch have had brain tumors over time. You really feel like you get to know these people. And also what I've found is I've, I've really got to know YouTube as, I guess, a place where there are trends that happen there. I would say like social trends, not meaning like popular things, but more like cultural and, and social in that that type of thing that's what I'm sort of saying Uh, so relationships between people and trends in the way that the community works and the different dynamic of that I've really come to I guess understand quite a lot of it or at least see so much happening there's different swells and falls in how things go and one thing that has really I think become this escalating issue is cancel culture And this is something that's not necessarily very new. I know that term was coined, I think, at least a year ago or more out there in the public world to do with celebrities and celebrities being really at the mercy of the public. The public at this point in time in history are very, very powerful because not only do we have opinions, but we have the tools now to just shut somebody down and say, you had a career, you had popularity, now you don't. And you know why? Because we say so. And that's crazy to me. Um, we've seen it with lots of public figures in recent times. And on YouTube in particular, I've now seen quite a few significant YouTubers have this happen to them. Yeah, just off the top of my head, I can already think of quite a few. Shane Dawson is someone I've been watching since right at the beginning of when I watched YouTube and he had an incident happen I want to say maybe a year ago maybe more where for some reason somebody dragged up some very old content he'd made on YouTube and some interviews he'd done and essentially took them out of context blew them up and everybody just went nuts they just went for him they were granted they were really terrible jokes that he had done particularly 
like certain ones that talked about race and sexual issues like basically he had made a mistake back many many years ago doing these jokes and there was certainly something that a lot of people would find to be offensive but regardless out of nowhere somebody pulls these out and then it was just war it was just everybody versus Shane Dawson and he really copped it for that he was being called a pedophile online I remember that and that was just he was just mortified and like for obvious reasons and it was heartbreaking to watch because you could just see especially I guess as somebody who is not eager to jump on board with the different factions or you know trendy groups or popular kind of waves watching from the outside that was really crazy to see that happen And then more recently, well, I guess around the same time, actually, I want to say PewDiePie, who is a guy called Felix on YouTube, was also attacked for certain reasons. Again, look, it was based on things that were offensive that some people had taken quite a lot of offense to. But I've got to say it was blown out of proportion. Again, small issue, huge response, really over, over the top. And it was like everybody just decided we're against you you know, we're going to get you. And then there was, again, um, more recently, James Charles, who is a much younger YouTuber, has certainly been doing it for a lot less time and has some questionable, you know, drama surrounding him since he's been part of the online community in that way. He was then attacked because of a video that somebody else had put out just with their personal opinions on him everybody just seemed to go wild for it it's almost like we're always waiting for the chance to just attack and to drag somebody down what is that about i'm not saying that every single person is like this but there's got to be people out there when this happened to james charles he lost i think it was millions of subscribers over a very short period of time maybe 48 hours it was unbelievable and each one of those unsubscribes had to be a person am I right and that's just like honestly they were I remember watching something that was talking about this whole issue with James Charles and they they basically said people are using the subscribe button as a weapon it's now you know it's a game right if you want to get at somebody you'll unsubscribe unfollow we see it happen on our personal Facebook pages or our own online social media accounts where if somebody decides to block you or unfriend you or whatever, you know, we assume there's all this meaning behind it because people do use it for the wrong reasons. We all know it. I mean, maybe we're all slightly guilty of something like that ourselves. You know, if I just take them off my friends list, they'll get the message. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, I recently started reading... A book called Braving the Wilderness. It's by an author called Brene Brown, and she's just unbelievable. Uh, you should look her up. It's not Renee Brown, it's Brene Brown with a B at the beginning. And she is a researcher originally who studies shame and other issues around that. And she's written some amazing books, and you can see her Unreal TED Talks as well. I might put links to all of this in the information that goes along with this podcast. But essentially, this Braving the Wilderness book 
starts with a story about belonging and she talks about how important it is to us to feel that true belonging, you know, that we are not an island. We're not some cut adrift, random floating thing in the universe with no purpose and no value, you know, that we we hunger and we yearn to belong and that can get us into a lot of trouble. And she talks about her own story of how she spent a lot of her life feeling like she didn't fit in anywhere and how that really shaped her as a person. And now as a much older person, she's had to work through that quite a lot to find that for her, her real truth. And she, she feels very passionately that for all of us, we should belong to ourselves really just ourselves only and that that itself is so powerful I would really recommend you read what she actually wrote because my paraphrase is certainly not doing this any justice but this story of belonging that she tells leads into a much bigger scarier conversation about society right now and the world we live in and how people are so eager to create factions where we are just we're ready to be at war at a moment's notice, even within families. And this is something that just resonated so much with me. It's an issue that really, I don't know, it affects me so much. I think on a weekly basis, how ready people are to judge, to put themselves in another group, like a faction and be like, well, this is where I stand. Okay. You're over there. And this is what I'm saying about this. Okay. And that's where I am on that. It's drawing lines in the sand all the time. And this is not in like a healthy boundaries or values-based way. This is just all out kind of panicky survival instinct. I know as human beings, we are animals and I guess essentially we're animals. I don't know if that's a technical thing or I've got that wrong, but you know what I'm saying is that we're a species ourselves and there are so many things that are hardwired in us by in in the wild like that wild part of us has been hardwired to survive and one of those things is just if you're on your own you are easy pickings for whatever predator is coming your way so you know duh we would always want to be with people we would want to belong we would want to be connected these days i feel like that instinct is being brought out by bizarre social situations that have been engineered by the online world. I think it's super powerful. And for some reason, it seems to just be changing the course of history. I've certainly, I know it's only one small piece of the puzzle, but the amount of time I've watched YouTube, you know, a decade, so much has changed. And, and you know, we're at this point where just this week gone, uh, what I call an OG YouTuber, so someone who's been on YouTube for 10 years, Marlena Stell, she originally was on there as a makeup channel called Makeup Geek. And she just recently made a video saying, I'm done. I'm out of here. You know, this this culture on YouTube, it's toxic. And I think so many places it's like that. Marlena just made some incredible points about how in her personal life, her connections with people she knew on the same platform on YouTube were a certain way. They were often very positive, very friendly connections. She had great relationships with other YouTubers. She was showing text messages and private messages along those lines, you know, very friendly banter between her and other people about different things. And then 
juxtaposed with that, like right next to it, she pointed out what those relationships became or looked like online. And it was wild. People who had been in touch with her very casually, friendly, just like your friend messaging back and forward. Hey, yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, no worries, darling. Like all good, la la la. Then online, we're making these outlandish statements on different platforms about her, just full on attack mode, negative stuff. It was hard to believe. But sadly, and especially listening to Brene Brown talking about this issue of factions and, you know, this this yearning to belong, but in kind of this weird way where we ostracize so many people, it's just getting me down. I'm seeing it so many places. Jacqueline Hill is a YouTuber that has recently come out with her own makeup brand. And there's a whole drama around that. But basically her first product that she launched was a lipstick and it came to everybody in the post contaminated. That's just really the straight up and down of what had happened. That's the basic facts. It has just become this crazy, crazy thing. On YouTube now, there are so many drama channels just like so these are people who get on YouTube and all they do is make videos about other people on YouTube and different drama issues like drama situations dramatic you know gossip related issues they just sit there and talk about all of that and they have just had a field day I mean just you know maybe not even two months ago they got to make a hundred thousand videos about James Charles and how he's so awful and we should just absolutely like rip this guy to shreds and then as soon as that died down this Jacqueline Hill thing has come up because even though those lipsticks were contaminated that she sold arguably she's not dealt with the issue very well and maybe a lot of people Well, definitely a lot of people are very unhappy about her response. So, you know, the public are unhappy. So therefore, the public are going for her. And look, I'm not commenting on any of these things saying that anyone is right or wrong. But I think that's precisely the point. Why does there always have to be this enormous chasm between right and wrong? Like, whatever happened to there being a little bit of grey? Or generally, all of us together can agree there's bits and bobs that we don't kind of see eye to eye with, but let's be humans to each other. Where did that all go? (laughs) Why is it that people in one circumstance, one context can be so friendly to you and then in another drop you like a hotcake because they are needing to side with some other team? See, Brene Brown talks about fear and fear is a huge motivator. I will say it's not a motivator that lasts. And I think we see that with this whole trend of people siding with one side really passionately and then quickly flipping to the other, making contradictory statements, being duplicitous in the way that they conduct themselves. But at any rate, fear is this huge motivator. And the fear that we are seeing, I think, broadly in our society They're not fears about whether we're going to survive. They're not fears about, you know, life and death. Well, look, not for, not in my world. I do know that there are people in other situations, obviously, where life and death, that's a real thing that they're afraid of every day. I'm not discounting that, but you get what I'm saying is that in these modern times, the fears that drive us to criticize each other 
and attack each other with such little information and little provoking, those fears, they seem to come from very small issues. These cataclysmic, all-powerful, you know, lightning bolt from the sky, you know, rain down fears seem to come from things like, am I accepted socially? Am I popular enough? Did I write the, the right comment? Did I like the right posts? Is someone thinking the wrong thing about me, you know, behind my back? Is someone thinking something critical of me, the way that they've said this, you know, text message, the way that they've written that, is that passive aggressive? What are they thinking? It, that these fears, they're like driving us crazy. Whatever happened to like real life, real needs, you know, shelter, food, belonging in that very pure way, <sighs> the basics, whatever happened to that? And that's something I just wanted to, to talk about today was, and, and I'll go on to talk more about this in another episode where this has kind of led me personally, this whole issue and how I'm responding to it, I suppose. And also, you know, look, as I keep reading Brene Brown's book, um, I'll let you know what I think, you know, braving the wilderness. I'm sure she's got lots of advice on how to kind of navigate this sort of terrain. And so I'll be interested to see whether I can learn something and apply it to my life. But yeah, what, uh, what do you think about all of this? Do you find yourself arcing up when you don't actually care about something and realize later, why did I act so critically in that moment and jump to conclusions? Or are these fears really, are they serious? Is it not that they're small little things, but they are today's version of life or death? Is that what it is? You know, are these fears, are they big for you? I do feel these sorts of things myself and I, and I do worry a lot about fitting in and belonging and things like that. I mean, they're discussions for another time, but yeah, weird times we are living in. They're my thoughts for today. I'll leave it there because we're well over 10 minutes now. Um, I was wondering whether to keep these to 10 minutes, but we'll see what happens. Anyway, this one is closer to 20, so it's, it's double, double good. Uh, I enjoyed chatting today. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week. Bye. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that, <laughs> like that. <laughs>